My wife and I are back from a week at Disney World with some friends, and a lot of the things they do there can apply to you and your podcast. And now, a look at what's trending in the podcast world and how it can help your show. It's the Jack Show Podcast. Now, I realize Disney has about a 90-year head start on you and 50 for Disney World specifically. Nor do you have a multi-billion dollar marketing machine and four generations of superfans at your disposal. But here are eight takeaways from the Mouse House that you can scale down to your podcast. Number one, exceptional customer service. Disney's employee training program has been extensively studied as a model. Everyone's a professional. You don't see or hear cast members inappropriately gossiping off to the side like you would at, say, a fast food restaurant. And every interaction is positive. Why? People have spent a boatload of money, especially at current prices. So they better have a great experience. For your podcast, people are committing their valuable time and attention to hear what you have to say. Answer every email, every social media comment, and give your listeners exceptional service by not wasting their time with bad audio, endless tangents, or bad content. Number two, don't be afraid to change or to change back. My wife's favorite Disney character is Figment from Journey into Imagination at Epcot. A few years ago, Disney shortened the ride, removing Figment and some other stuff. After a massive outcry, they put him back in. For your podcast, don't be afraid to change music, format, regular features, and more. But don't stick to your guns just for the heck of it. If the new idea doesn't work, it's okay to change back. Evaluate yourself and don't be afraid to ask your listeners, your biggest fans, for their feedback. Number three. Upcharges had better be worth it. Yes, Disney's the king of upcharges. On this trip, we paid 15 bucks per person per day for their Genie Plus Pass, which, long story short, allows you to sign up for the Lightning Lane and skip the line for a couple rides at a time. A 15-minute wait instead of 60, 90, 120, or more? Worth it, at least for the two of us. I can't speak to a family of six. Then on top of that, there are ride-specific passes for the newer ultra-premium rides. That's another 15 or 20 bucks for early access to Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, an Avatar ride where you fly on a Banshee, and the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. I'm not a huge ride guy, but all of them were incredible. Worth the upcharge. Now in podcasting, there's a trend to charge subscriptions either for some or all of your content. Yes, it's tempting to make a quick buck, but is your content good enough that people will pay extra? That is a really high bar to clear. Number four, be recommendable. How many people have told you they hated Disney World? I'm sure there's some, but not many. Friends and family go, have a great time, and come back with specific recommendations. Remember, the number one method of podcast discovery is recommendations of friends and family. It's a small world after all. Number five, ties to emotion. Many adults go to Disney World because of the strong emotional connection they had from going as kids. Was it a favorite character, a ride? Was it memories of grandma, grandpa, mom, and dad? Disney is a completely immersive experience. Ask me any time during the week what day it was and I couldn't have told you. It's like a casino on steroids. For your podcast, make an emotional connection to your listeners. Make them laugh. Make them cry. Make them feel smarter. Make that connection and they'll come back. Number six, where and how are you advertising? Anybody can buy Facebook or Google ads, but their effectiveness is limited to someone's desire to click out of one app and into another. Fish where the fish are. Where is the audience for your specific show? For example, while waiting in line for a ride, we saw a couple in matching Disney Travel Secret podcast t-shirts. 
where better for them to advertise a Disney podcast than at Walt Disney World? Think about where your potential audience is and find them. Number seven, somewhat related, branding. Nobody does this better than the mouse. We saw t-shirts and Mickey ears from every Disney, Pixar, Star Wars character in existence. Also, shout out to the dudes who wouldn't wear Disney stuff, but would compromise with a Pizza Planet t-shirt from Toy Story. Also, I think Disney is keeping Etsy in business. All the custom shirts with jokes on them, including the matching best day ever and most expensive day ever shirts, as well as my wife is my favorite Disney villain. Bold move there, bro. As your podcast grows, what can you do for merch? Pop sockets for phones, flash drives, shirts, coffee mugs? What makes sense for your audience? Eight, finally, be inclusive. Unless you've got a political podcast, which by its nature is going to eliminate half your potential audience, be a safe space for all viewpoints and make everyone feel welcome. Some Disney cast members wore masks. Some didn't. Both choices were just fine. Disney goes out of their way to help folks with disabilities. And save for a few obnoxious t-shirts, I counted less than 10 in a week, people left their politics at home and everyone was welcome. But even those expressing their views were allowed in their park. Make everyone who finds your podcast feel welcome. Until next week, stay healthy and stay safe and have a magical day. Later. The most popular ways to grow a podcast are recommendations of friends and family. So share this episode with someone you know. And for any questions you have about podcasts, find JAG online at jagindetroit.com.